Welcome back to the Listen, Disciple, Repeat podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Fant, and we're glad to have you this week. Um, I'm going to be flying solo for the first time. Justin and Clint both um, have things they have to do this evening, so you guys get to listen to my voice for the next little bit, and we are going to be talking about uh, eternal security. So, pretty important subject. It's one that I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, a lot of questions come up as far as, you know, Christians in their in their minds. Um, can I lose my salvation is a big question that a lot of people have. Uh, what if I, you know, did this sin or that sin? Um, what if I don't meet this certain standard? What if I'm not, you know, living to the qualifications of what I think is a, is a good person or, you know, some, something I've done in the past, um, any of those kind of things, people often question their salvation. Um, and I was talking recently with somebody as, uh, far as just my opinion, I, I think it's one of the ways that the devil, um, that Satan just gets in our mind, <clears throat> and I know I've I've had issues with it in the past myself. It's, uh, you know, he he casts doubt in your mind. Uh, you you know are starting to think about some past sin or or you know I didn't do this right. I didn't do that. Um, and you know he he makes you doubt, uh, and and kind of keeps you from from things that would be, you know, glorifying God and kind of put you, tries to put you in that state of, of depression and different things like that. And, um, it, it affects some more than others. Um, but tonight we are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of scripture, um, that goes along with that as far as giving us confirmation that, um, that we cannot lose our salvation, uh, once we, have fully surrendered to Christ and we are saved by his grace through faith alone in Christ and and we have you know we've confessed our sins we've truly repented and you know it's it's one of those things that if you have that deep appreciation and and faith that you have that eternal salvation and you're looking at from that eternal perspective each day on how to base your decisions, it can change your life um, and and change the person that you are daily. And it can also affect how you fulfill the Great Commission, which is the main purpose of this podcast. <clears throat> and it's it's going to help you be a better Christian and a better person overall because if you allow the Holy Spirit to indwell you and manifest good works, um, and that is what the Holy Spirit does by by just be, being saved and having that uh, eternal perspective. When the Holy Spirit indwells us, I know for me personally, it gives me the Holy Spirit gives me the power to go and and share my faith with others, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, so that others can know. Um, and I've I've gotten some good feedback over the last few weeks. Um, this will be, I believe, our eighth or ninth podcast. So 
we're moving along and and I am getting some good positive feedback. Uh, we have uh, reached several different nations so far, so we're very happy to hear that. We've um, got a, a listener uh, in Vietnam, and also uh, we've had somebody listen in Germany. So I'm, I was excited to see that. Um, it's unexpected. I mean, we're in the, we're in Georgia, in the United States, uh, in the metro Atlanta area, and I don't venture out too far from there. So I'm not a, a worldly individual, world traveler. Um, so it's, it's very, um, it's, I, I just love seeing that, that we're able to reach not just, uh, people in the local area, but, you know, around the world as well. And we're hoping to do that more in the future. Um, but as a guide this evening, just so I'm giving my, uh, my, uh, reference, um, acknowledging my reference here, uh, we're using the living faith Bible Institute. Uh, they have a biblical discipleship packet that we've referenced in the past. And that's where I'm deriving a lot of my outline for this podcast tonight. Um, I think they provide a good outline for this uh, topic specifically and they provide some good scriptural reference so that's where we're headed tonight uh, but i'm looking forward to it so some of those questions that i just brought up about can i lose my salvation um what if i did this or that am i a good you know what if i wasn't a good what if i'm not a good person um am i going to lose my salvation and and we're going to hopefully convince you that that is not the case, that you cannot lose your salvation. Uh, so at the moment of salvation, uh, you do receive eternal life through Christ, uh, through his finished work on the cross. And one uh, good scriptural reference, uh, I got a couple here that relate to that statement, but uh, John 3.15 says, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. And then John six thirty seven says, "Everyone the Father gives, <clears throat> excuse me, everyone the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will never cast out." So he's never gonna, never gonna cast you out once you're, once you're born again, once you're in the kingdom of God, <clears throat> you're you're not gonna be cast out. So, um, it. Once we have received the gift of eternal life through Jesus' resurrection, um, you know, he won't cast us out. And a, a great uh, scriptural reference um, to go along with that is Romans 6, 9 through 11. And it's a little bit lengthy here, so I'll do my best uh, to get everything uh, flowing well here, but Romans 6, 9 through 11 says, Because we know that Christ, having been raised from the dead, will not die again. Death no longer rules over him. Far and, <clears throat> excuse me, far in light of the fact, for in light of the fact, sorry, I can't read my own writing. Um, for in light of the fact that he died, he died to sin once and for all. But in light of the fact that he lives, he lives to God. So, you two consider yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Jesus Christ. Um, so, by his, by Jesus' resurrection, uh, he, is, he has conquered death. 
he he conquered sin once and for all and because he lives within us <clears throat> we have conquered sin and death as well so we we are promised eternal security through his finished work on the cross and that is i i thank god every day as i pray for my eternal salvation that jesus gave through his tremendous sacrifice just knowing i mean Jesus knew from the beginning this is what was going to happen. Um, you know, and he, Jesus is fully God, fully man, you know, but the fully God part, he knows he's going to assume human flesh. He's going to come down and he's, he's going to be basically going through all the, the hardships that we go through in this flesh, in this life. And it's, you know, it's not easy. Everybody has their hardships that they go through. Um, regardless of whether you're a Christian or not, but to have, um, but, but to go through it and, and know that you're going to go through this tremendously awful death, um, would be, you know, difficult as a human because he is fully human as well, you know, to accept the fact that you're, you're about to basically be tortured uh, up until you die. So his sacrifice that he gave to us, uh, knowingly and, and by canceling, you know, our sins through his death, burial and resurrection, um, no greater sacrifice ever. So it's just amazing the power that, 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 gave afterwards and, and it allowed the indwelling Holy Spirit to indwell every all those who believe in Jesus Christ and and it just it manifests in, in great ways and it, it changes the course of in the trajectory of your life. Um so one thing is uh God promised you eternal life and he cannot lie. So Titus one two says in the hope of eternal life that <clears throat> excuse me in the hope of eternal life that God who cannot lie promised before time began. So stated right there, even before time began, even before the creation of, of humanity and the world, you know, Jesus knew what, what it was going to go down, which is hard to wrap your mind around because if he knew it before he even created man and he knew that man was destined to fall, it's just, it's hard to know you know, it's that whole deal. Like we're just never going to know until we can ask God ourselves, you know, what, what's the plan <clears throat> or why, why the plan, why that, why that course. Um, but our finite minds will, will never grasp that. Uh, maybe in our, maybe in our eternal life outside of this flesh, we'll be able to understand uh, a little bit better uh, but right now, and and when you have the earth perspective, when you have this this flesh perspective, and you can't see, it's, you know, past you know ten feet in front of your face, and you can't, and it's really hard to have this eternal perspective when you're going through the trials of life. Um, it's just it's difficult to understand, you know, what what the purpose was. But we know the mission. Um, we know our purpose here now. And we've been given eternal life through 
through Jesus Christ and his salvation. So, and the mission is to try to bring others, uh, fulfill the great commission and disciple others to, to help others have eternal life and help those that might not, that might not have heard the message, hear it. So, um, I'm very grateful that I've found my purpose and that I'm able to fulfill it. And this is one of the ways. So, um, the Bible declares that nothing can separate you from God's love. So Romans eight thirty eight and 39 says, For I am persuaded that not even death or life, angels or rulers, things present or things to come, hostile powers, height or depth, or any other created thing will have the power to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. That's a pretty powerful statement there. Um, it's... Uh, this guide that I'm using here, this biblical discipleship guide, uh, gives a good rundown of what each of those uh, means in a little bit more um, detail here. So basically death, it says it mentions death, so you cannot lose it when you die. You cannot lose your salvation when you die, rather. Uh, you cannot lose it while you live. Angels cannot take it from you. Uh, it says principalities, so government cannot take it from you. Powers cannot take it from you, meaning satanic powers cannot take it from you, so demons. Um, things present, so nothing right now can take it. Things to come, nothing in the future can take it. Uh, it mentions height, which is nothing in the heavens can take it away. Depth, nothing below you can take it away or any other creature, so no other living thing can take your salvation from you. So right there, Romans 8, 38 and 39, very powerful powerful verse, um, and it gives a very good representation of all these questions that people get in their mind and doubt that gets spread. It's like, well, what if this, what if that? Can, th can, can this thing take it away? Can that? I mean, that gives a really good rundown. Um, of things that cannot take your salvation from you once you have it, you know, once you're part of, of God's family through Jesus Christ, through faith in Jesus Christ. So, um, very good to know that the Bible gives us, gives us that information. And, uh, one of the things that's listed here is it says that the past, excuse me, the past is not listed here. Um, but it also gives, it also gives a good reference to that. So it's um, Ephesians 2, uh, 1 through 3. And I actually wanted to do a little bit more of that um, than just 1 through 3, because I think Ephesians 2, um, 1, through, 1 through 10 is um, very relevant to what we're talking about. And so uh, Ephesians 2, uh, 1 through 10, it says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which, you, in which you previously walked according to the ways of the world, according to the ruler who exercises authority over the lower heavens, the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath, and the others were also. 
But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with the Messiah, or Jesus Christ, even though we were dead in our trespasses. You are saved by grace. Together with Jesus Christ, he also raised us up and seated us in the heavens, so that in the coming ages he might display the immeasurable excuse me, immeasurable riches of his grace through his kindness to us through Jesus Christ. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. For we are his creation, created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God prepared ahead of time so that we should walk in them. Very important uh, statement in that is we are saved by grace through faith alone. It is not from us, so we cannot do it. Only God can do it through our faith in Jesus Christ. And it's not from, from any works. So these people that you know go through their lives and you know, they think, well, I'm, I'm living a good life, and I am a good person, and I take care of my family, and I give to charity, do all this stuff, and that is all great. Um, you know, good on you for, for being a good person and doing good things. But if you ignore God, and you don't have any faith in Jesus Christ, and you're not saved by grace through through faith in him and you don't we're all sinners the bible says that romans 323 um you know we all fall short of the glory of god so basically you're still trying to do it all yourself you're not letting you're not giving it over to god so you're going to ultimately suffer the eternal consequence of that unfortunately um but I, I love that passage there because it definitely gives a very good representation, uh, you know, in relation to, you know, can our past or can our works affect our salvation? Well, once we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, we have confessed our, <clears throat> we have confessed our sins. Our salvation is sealed. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. We manifest good works through the Holy Spirit, but it's not, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with our salvation. Um, it's it's simply by faith in Jesus Christ alone. So, uh, as we move through here, um, so our relationship with God is now secure because we are his child by birth. So John 3, 3 says, I assure you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Uh, so in John 3, uh, he's talking, if, if anybody's read the book of John, which we're actually going to hopefully uh, start working our way through uh, in the next few podcasts. Um, it's going to probably be more than just a few podcasts to work our way through John, the, the book, the gospel of John. Um, 
But in John 3, uh, he's talking with Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, um, and he's basically telling him, you have to be born again, uh, which which Nicodemus didn't understand this concept at all. Um, they were looking for the Messiah to come back and be a conqueror and, they, and take over, um, basically conquer Rome, which was the ruling power at the time. And they just had a, a total misconception of what the Messiah was going to be. They weren't expecting uh, this lowly carpenter uh, from Nazareth to, you know, that was not, you know, anything what they thought a king would be. Um, they just didn't see what the what the mission was and what the goal was. And part of that might be... Um, you know, in the plan, because they were, I mean, basically Jesus was trying to deceive the devil also and kind of come under the radar and, and do this thing that was going to basically, uh, through his death, burial, and resurrection, allow the Holy Spirit to indwell us, allow us to be saved um, and filled with the Holy Spirit. And before that happened, um, before his death, burial, and resurrection, that couldn't happen. The helper couldn't come which we mentioned in the past when we were talking about the Holy Spirit. So uh, it was it was a sneaky operation that Jesus was doing here on earth. But he's telling, he's telling Nicodemus here that unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is what we are in now. If, we, if you are saved by grace through, through faith in Jesus Christ, um, the Bible says we are already, yeah, we're still in this flesh. We can't, you know, our spirit, we, we can't see fully, you know, we're not in heaven yet, but our spirit is already, you know, with seated at the right hand with Jesus. Um, it's a hard concept for us in the, when we're still in this human flesh, but it, it's, it's what the Bible says and it's fact. <clears throat> so, one of the good uh, explanations here as far as can we lose our salvation once we've been reborn at this, at this new birth, um, once we've ex accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, birth is irreversible. I mean, look at it in the physical world. Just as, you know, with our biological father, um, the, our biological father, once we've been born, it, he's always going to be our father. Well, once we're born through faith in Jesus, um, we're saved by him. We are children of God. And, and so we're not going to, he's, he's always going to be our father. So we're not, you know, going to be, we're not going to be separated from him in any way. Um, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit at our spiritual birth. So, um, Ephesians 1, uh, 13 and 14. And so it says, When you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed in him, you were also sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. He is the down payment of our inheritance for the redemption of the possession to the to the praise of his glory. So we are sealed with the Holy with the promised Holy Spirit 
at our new birth. <clears throat> More evidence. Um, as I run through here, we're, we're looking at other aspects as well as far as, you know, the word or scripture confirms that our faith, even, even when our feelings deceive us as humans, so even when this doubt is cast in our mind, uh, we can still go to the scriptures and, and find that, yeah, we still have eternal life. Um, looking at the King James Version, I'm reading out of two different translations here, so this is why some of it might sound like Old English and, and then modern, modern day uh, English. But First John 5.13 says, These things I have written unto you, that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Uh, so we should be convinced of our own salvation. First um, John two, sorry, First uh, John three twenty um, says that for sorry for if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. So God's God's glory is greater than our fleshly heart, you know, as is, is he's greater than any doubt we have. Um and he will overcome. And the love of God will basically overcome any of our fears. And I know a lot of people are are driven by fear, especially in this uh climate of the world that we're in right now. We just came out of the COVID pandemic, and we're going through a lot of social change, a lot of weird politics, uh, cultural changes, all kinds of crazy stuff that is basically hitting everybody at once, no matter who you are. Um, a lot of change coming at you. Um, depression, anxiety have never been higher. Suicide rates are up. You know, fear is definitely driving um, the situation here on earth and unfortunately the god of this world has his foothold which the god of this world is satan currently um and he's he's <clears throat> he's dug in and he's casting doubt and he's casting fear into the hearts of men um so it's important to us to continue to come to the scriptures and read passages like like first john four eighteen. Uh, says there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast, casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So I, I find it very gratifying, or very, I wouldn't say gratifying, I, w I find it very comforting when I read daily scripture. Um, you know, I'm I skip around quite a bit when I'm reading the Bible and, you know, I'm, I'm working my way through the old Testament right now. Um, you know, and you can, you can definitely find relatable things all throughout scripture, whether it be old Testament or new, um, obviously new would be more directed towards, um, Christians and it has the message and, and it has the gospels of Jesus. It has the messages from Paul, Peter, John, 
Titus, um, Timothy. It's, it's just some awesome, very relevant things that are, are so relevant to even today's life. And they were written 2000 years ago. Um, and I find that by, you know, immersing myself in that daily, I, I stay very grounded in the word of God and I, and I'm able to, I'm able to manifest a calm sense of peace. Uh, and that, and also prayer basically have chilled me out quite a bit as, as far as in my mind and really physically. I mean, last time I went and had a, a physical done, my blood pressure was way better than it had ever been. Um, and I, you know, I, I attribute that more to, um, just being in tune spiritually with God and, and allowing the Holy spirit to work through my life and totally surrendering and, and letting, uh, God take the wheel. Um, because in the past it was, it was not the case. And I did have a little bit higher blood pressure than normal. I think I was with, you know, a lot more stressed out and, and there's plenty of scientific studies and I have no idea uh, which studies, but I've, I've definitely heard, you know, there are some studies that prayer, you know, has a physiologic effect on the body and a positive one. So, um, it's amazing what, what effect, you know, what the effects of prayer and being and staying in the word daily have. Uh, so one of the, one of the questions, you know, that people might ask is, uh, you know, do I have to work to keep my salvation? No, you don't. You're you're basically saved by grace alone. Um, will I lose my salvation if I sin? No, as we already stated. <clears throat> you know, it's it's possible for uh, the Holy Spirit to be quenched as we. We're saying in a couple of episodes ago, talking about Holy Spirit, fruits of the Spirit. Uh, quench basically means extinguished um, in biblical terms, but it's if if we sin, the Holy Spirit it still indwells us, but it doesn't fill us and manifest good works and holiness if we quench, if we quench it, if we extinguish the Holy Spirit. So it is possible that by our sin we can extinguish it, but we never lose our salvation. Um, and one of the, one of the points that I wanted to make, and we find scriptural reference for this in Hebrews 12, six through seven. So I'm turning there right now because I did want to read it. But, um, I was actually watching a really good sermon from Dr. Charles Stanley. Um, great, great stuff. If you ever have time, uh, actually YouTube has a lot of his sermons for free. And uh, I was watching one today on eternal security, and he did bring up Hebrews 12, 6 through 11 uh, as a way that, so if you're a believer, you're not going to lose your salvation. What if you turn your back on Jesus and and blatantly sin, you know, there are consequences to that. And the Bible says it, um, in Hebrews 12, six, six, 
through 11. I was going to read that for you here. So verse 6 says, My son, do not take the Lord's discipline lightly or faint when you are reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the, uh, the one he loves and punishes every son he receives. Endure suffering as discipline. God is dealing with you as sons. For what son is there that a father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, which all receive, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Furthermore, we had natural fathers discipline us, and we respect them. Shouldn't we submit even more to the Father of the Spirit's and live for they disciplined us for a short time based on what seemed to be good to them but he does it for our benefit so that we can share in his holiness no discipline seems enjoyable at the time but painful later on however it yields the fruit of peace and righteousness to those who have been trained by it so Right there, um, I mean, I think a lot of people can can see that you know they have been disciplined in various ways in their life, um, and this is scriptural reference to that God does discipline us for our good sometimes, um, and it's you know different for different people. I can't give a specific example right now, but um, it's just. You know, it's hard to attribute it that, you know, attribute the any suffering you're going through at the time is is good. Um, but sometimes it is for our good and it sometimes is to drive us closer to God if we've, you know, fallen away and, and not allowed the Holy Spirit to uh to fill us. Um but you know, I, I have had things in my life where I was I felt like I was being pushed back. Uh, towards God so um, I look back now and I'm appreciative that that those things happened because of where I am now but it certainly wasn't fun at the time but Christian suffering is very real and it does happen so I thought that was a good point there Uh, one of the one of the things that you'll see if you look up any thing on you know if you're googling like can I lose my salvation uh, things like like that that people will argue that yes you can but, and they'll try to throw out some scriptural references um, I'm not going to run through all of them but uh, one of the common ones that's brought up is in Hebrews 6 uh, and the verses 4 through 6 <clears throat> so I was going to turn there and kind of read over that so we could go over what it says and then tell you why excuse me why it not why it's not the case that this means that we can lose our salvation but so verse uh hebrews 6 4 through 6 so verse 4 says for it is impossible to renew to repentance those who were once enlightened who tasted the heavenly gift (coughs) excuse me i'm sorry um became companions in the holy spirit tasted God's good work and the powers of the coming age and who have fallen away because to their own harm, um, excuse me, to their own harm, 
they are re-crucifying the Son of God and holding him up to contempt. So, the, the biggest thing when we look at references like this, and this is, um, this is how it was discipled to me, uh, context, I've said it in the past, context is everything when you're reading the Bible. So look at the name here, the book of Hebrews. So it's speaking to the Jewish people. Um, we don't know who the author of this book was. Some people think it was Paul. Uh, he, he would be a good candidate for it because he was uh, deeply rooted in the Jewish faith before he you know, turned to Christ. Um, and so he, he would be a good individual to you know, come at it from their level um, and and kind of tell them, well, hey, you know, Jesus is the Messiah. He is the way. He, he's the way, truth, and the life. Um, so in this context, though, uh, the way it was taught to me was really Hebrews is speaking to a Jewish popu- population, and it's really in a context of the tribulation. So he's basically speaking to, to Jewish people when in in the tribulation period, salvation is not going to be like it is in the church age period. And so I'm talking from a, it's called dispensations. So different dispensation, uh, standpoints. So you have, you know, post resurrection of Christ, the Holy spirit is, is, you know, you you can be saved by by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. Um, so it, it allows the indwelling Holy Spirit, uh, the Helper, to come along and, and indwell every believer. And so really it's the easiest way to gain salvation at any point in time since Jesus' resurrection. Well, once the tribulation happens, so we're we're going to be raptured. That when I say the church, like we're going to be caught up, as in First Thessalonians. Uh, everybody, you know, nobody really knows exactly how this is all going to look, but every every true believer of Jesus Christ will be taken up. Um, prior, and there's different views on this, but this is just my, this is how I interpret scripture. I believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, so I don't think that anybody that has faith in Jesus Christ and is saved um, right now is going to have to go through the tribulation period, which is this uh, seven-year period, um, depending on how you interpret it. And we would be getting into the weeds there, but I'm just trying to give you a brief overview of what, um, of of why this passage here is not necessarily speaking to us as, as the church. Um, it's, it's speaking more to Jewish people within the tribulation. So when, when the tribulation happens after the church is raptured and taken up, salvation will not be the same. You basically can't just be saved by professing Jesus Christ as your savior um, and be saved by grace through faith alone anymore. Uh, you'll really have to have to make it to the end. You'll either be martyred or you'll have to make it to the end of of the tribulation at at the second coming of Jesus Christ in order to attain salvation. And that goes into a huge theological 
you know, it, it goes, I mean, it's hours and hours of explanation and, um, and just, and dissecting all of that. Uh, so we won't get into that today, but that's just kind of a brief overview of context is everything. When you're looking at this, there are, there are books, um, that are written for us as, as, uh, as believers in Christ, but there's so for us, but there's some that are written to us and that's the way it's been, it's been taught to me. So yes, we can we can sit here and we can look at, at the Bible and we can take it literally as far as what it's telling us, but we have to know, well, what is the context? Who are, who is the audience? Who, you know, who is the author talking to here? What is the word of God saying? And who is it? Who is he saying it to? Um, so that's the best quick explanation I can give to you as far as if somebody tries to come at you with some certain scriptural reference to make you try to think that you can lose your salvation. Um, and I would just have to say to that, that context is everything there. Uh, we can go into that and more in the future as we start doing some studies through individual books. But I think that that gives a, a brief overview of why, you know, that that's not the case as far as us losing our salvation um, over things like that. So, um, Really, that's the bulk of the material that that I wanted to get out to everybody as far as can you lose your salvation, um, various questions people might have based on works and, and past sins and present sins and future sins. Um, but ultimately, it gets back to our foundational message of the gospel, which we are saved by grace alone through faith alone in Jesus Christ alone. Um, and so faith, you know, fully justifies us and it gives us a new birth and we become children of, of God and, and our salvation is sealed and by the Holy Spirit. And we, we don't have to be afraid that we are going to lose it. So, you know, don't believe me, uh, go and search you know, the scriptures for yourself. I am no theologian, as I've said in the past. Uh, so go and go and search, you know, let the Bible, let God's word lead you. Um, as I said before, let God be true and every man a liar. And just know that you cannot lose your salvation. So we'll close out with a prayer. But thank you all for joining me tonight. Hopefully it wasn't too bad just listening to me. I know we've been more conversational on past episodes, but um, but this is a one message that I really wanted to get out. Hopefully, hopefully I was um, hopefully it, it was interesting enough for you to hear because it is an important message and one that a lot of people struggle with. So uh, let us let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for the eternal salvation that you give us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Um, thank you for for the message of just knowing that if we if we profess Jesus as our Lord and Savior and we have, truly have faith that you will save us with your grace, we repent of our sins. It's not by our works. We can't do it. Only you can do it. So help us to surrender. Fill us with the Holy Spirit and guide us 
Give us discernment, wisdom, and truth, Lord, each day. Keep us safe through the week and uh, bring us back next week for a new message. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, well, we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. And as always, go and make disciples. Go and make disciples of all nations. You are entering the Listen, Disciple, Repeat podcast.